Thanks for joining me. I'm Karen Stefano, and with me today is Brian Allen Ellis, also known as Axel Prose, the author of Sad Laughter, a totally unessential and demotivational guide to reading, writing, and publishing. How's it going, Brian? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing well, and... Thank you in in your own words in Sad Laughter for suffering for your art by doing a podcast. Yeah. Podcast gives <laughs> a lot of anxiety. Um, like, I'm like on the spot sometimes. I don't know. The thing about writing is like you can like you know, you can just polish what you want to say. You don't have you know, you don't have to come up the top of your head. Oh right. I know. I, I sound like an idiot speaking verbally and um, I feel I do too. Yeah. I, feel I humble a lot. Yeah. I do I do too. Yeah, but I think you sound great. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you. And also motivated by sad laughter, we've decided to rename this podcast to Listen as two writers try boring the fuck out of each other. That's <laughs> great. That was a brilliant title. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So, That's generally the case with a lot of podcasts. I, I, I've listened to your show before, and I, I, I enjoyed it. It's not every writing podcast, but there's a lot of them out there that are kind of snoozy. Yeah. Yes. Not this one, though. This no, one. Not, definitely not this, this one. This, this, one's, one this one's amazing. <laughs> so tell everyone who's listening what Sad Laughter is about, and tell us why you wrote this book. Okay. Sad Laughter as in the title, is a totally unessential and demotivational guide to reading, writing, and publishing. And it's kind of, I wanted to do a book that was kind of like the elements of style, kind of <laughs> meets Jack Handy's deep thoughts. I felt like a lot of writing books are really like serious in tone, so I kind of just wanted to make something that was a lot lighter in tone and kind of uh, poked fun at the whole ridiculous thing that is literature. So I make fun of everything from academia through independent publishing, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you make you do, you make fun. Of, you can just say you make fun of everything. I make fun of everything. That's what, <laughs> everything. I've been getting a lot of flack from poets. I think I, I went too hard on on poetry in in the book. Like I, I kind of singled it out more than everything else, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't know. I think that you, I don't think you discriminated in dissing on various genres. I think you just dissed on, dissed on everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> everything equally. You know, I read the book and literally laughed out loud so um, many times. I'm very and happy. That's the, that's the main thing of the book. I, I, I don't think this book is mean-spirited. Spir- no. I'm sorry, mean-spirited. I think a lot of people can will get that it's humor and that I'm not trying to like shit on anyone in right. particular. Right. That we're all we're all in this shithole together. Right, right, exactly. No, and that's I mean, the reason it was laugh out loud funny, literally laugh out loud funny, is because it's so true. And so sad laughter is just about the best title ever for this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. This originally started I published a a book called Tables Without Chairs, number one, I think in 2015. It was like a split book between me and Bud Smith. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the one of my portions of the book was a chapter called Ha Ha Sad Laughter. And it was basically like the beginning of what this book became. Awesome. So that, that's how. So I just decided to keep that title. Yeah. Title. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So would you read from Sad Laughter? Absolutely. I think the chapter I'm going to read is chapter five. And it's called, We're All Going to Die Someday, So There's No Use Wasting Precious Time with Archaic Formalities. Proper submission guidelines etiquette for your bullshit literary journal nobody really cares about. So it's basically kind of a fake uh, call for submissions like that journals tend to do, like uh, submission guidelines when you submit writing. <clears throat> they have certain criteria they like. You know, some people like doing blind submissions or... You have to have it in certain font size or whatnot. But uh, this is one I wrote kind of in retaliation to that. <laughs> so it begins. Attention. Submissions are finally open. God knows why. The last issue, issue sold like shit. So get hella stoked. What we want. Anything that's under a thousand words. You want your long shit in here? Fuck you. Go try submitting to the believer or whatever. Flash stories, poems that don't suck, tweets, conversations, short plays, letters, rap lyrics, grocery lists, whatever. Just make it short and sweet. Also, we may be dead inside, but we like to laugh. Make us laugh, motherfucker. Tell us a story we'll remember through the ages. Redefine what shitty means. We're waiting. What we don't want. No images or artwork. We'll solicit that on our own from trained professionals, a.k.a. friends who work for cheap. No rules, unless they're the rules we made up, in which case, oh well. No fear. Take fear someplace else. Deadline. Fuck it. Get your shit to us whenever. You got plenty of time. This shit might not even ever come out. Payment. We don't pay. We we won't pay you. We have our own shitty crap paying jobs or are currently unemployed. What we will do is send you one paperback contributor's copy as well as a discount code to order additional paperback copies to sell from out of the trunk of your car or give to all of your friends and family because yes, you're a legit published author currently wallowing in the muck of narcissistic expression, so congratulations. Also, we promise not to Facebook invite you to any potential book release events pertaining to our journal, so that's pretty dope, right? Procedure. We only accept submissions via email. Submittable is too complicated and we do whatever we can to keep the mailman off our fucking property. Also, we want you to directly paste your submission into the email itself. We're not downloading shit. Don't even think about sending attachments. We don't get attached, so so why should your submission get attached? Include a bio? Sure, why not? We don't mind judging you by your accomplishments. Hell, we'll probably just Google you anyway. As for cover letters, don't bother. We're all going to die someday, so there's no use wasting precious time with archaic formalities. Email dearloser at gmail.com. Most importantly, have fun. We love you forever, 666. Sincerely, the editors. Awesome. Okay, well, if that... If chapter five that you just read doesn't give everyone listening a taste for what sad laughter is all about, uh, nothing, nothing else would except maybe chapter four about blurbing. Oh yeah, I was considering of, reading that one, but uh, it's kind of long. Yeah, well, remind me to never ask you to blurb one of my books, okay? Oh, I would love to. <laughs> these are actually some of these are actual blurbs I've used for other writers. Oh, well, that's... And exciting. also, uh, or, or pieces of book reviews that I've actually had published. Nice. So some of these I just stole from that. So, yeah, it's very close to how I would write about a book or an author. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Did you have a favorite uh, blurb? I like the kind of the fill-in-the-blank ones the best. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm leafing through it right now, and I'll read one real quick. Okay. This writer definitely has a way with words. They aren't written. They're kicked and fondled before being splattered across the page like a dead, wet dog. So that gives you an idea. Yeah. yeah. I just wish people would do this more. There are some writers who kind of have fun with blurbs, because no one likes doing blurbs. And well, I, it's not true. I mean, it's not that, like... You know, I want to say, I, I don't mind saying nice things about books to writers I like. I don't know. Blurbs just seem kind of forced sometimes. Like, I don't know. It's hard to, like, describe a book in, like, you know what I mean? Because books are so, like, I don't know, subjective. and Yeah. Uh, Scott, Mc, Scott McClanahan does a nice blurb. Have you he seen He really does. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. He was on this podcast about a, about a year ago. Um, oh, yeah. About the, the Sarah book. Yeah, which... Uh, blew my mind. But that's another story. You mentioned Bud Smith, and mm-hmm. Bud Smith wrote the introduction to this book, Sad Laughter. You did. I had to pay him. Uh, you did? No, okay. I, no, no, I'm just joking. Okay. Uh, I was, was going to get you to disclose the the terms and the amount. But he's, so he is, is a great guy. He was also on this podcast, like, literally three years ago when it first I re- yeah, I, yeah and you know what I, this is a funny story he was gonna do your show right but for some reason he couldn't do it yeah he asked me if i would go on for him and i was going to but i got sick and i like, lost my voice so i could have been on your show much sooner if you had had me <laughs> back then yeah well yeah bud ha- was having calendaring issues <laughs> Um, yeah, he's a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. We had to reschedule it several times. But he is he is an amazing person. I mean, and he's he's a great literary citizen and he's he's so he's so sincere. I mean, you know, you're talking about like blurbs that are insincere and there can be some insincerity in this biz. <laughs> um, but he is he is absolutely authentic and I think I, I've read I don't think I've read all of his books because he's pretty prolific, but I think my favorite of all of his that I've read is is the memoir work. I yeah, assume, that one's very yeah, good. Yeah, that was... I've uh, read books of his he's never even published. I've read a novel that's never even seen the light of day of huh. his. Yeah, we, we've shared work between each other for years. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. He's one of those stuff, guys will just write something and, like, uh, set on fire. Yeah. You know, like, write a novel and just, like, throw it in the garbage. Yeah. And it's not even a bad novel. It's, you know, always on uh, thing. But so, so Bud Smith is obviously a friend of yours. and a Yeah, I just writer. met him for the first time. We've known each other since 2013, 2014. We started talking on the internet, and we just met for the first time this year. Because I went to New York to do reading with him. And also I did one with him in Philadelphia. But we've talked on the phone... Since then, we published that book together, and I published one of his books. So, yeah, but I just met him for the first time. Well, in, you know, in all seriousness, what do you think about writing friendships and, and how are friendships, even online friendships with other writers, sustain us through all this shit? I think it's positive. Like, I think it's important the you know the community aspect of it is because it's like you don't it's not a lot of reward in writing in a lot of ways and sometimes you have to champion each other it's kind of like playing in bands where like you like book 
tours for each other. You put up, you do shows. You let people crash on your floor. Yeah. And it's like that really sustains that whole scene. And I think it's similar to like the independent writing stuff. So like if I like like if I wanted to do a reading in like California, I could probably stay with a writer I know out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you, can, I, you can crash at my pad in San Diego if you're absolutely, ever doing a reading. Absolutely, I was actually uh, asked to go to San Diego to do the last exit uh, reading. Are you familiar um, with last exit? Uh, with Julia Dixon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm actually really pissed off about that because uh, because um, Bud's going to that, and that's yeah. You go, but Bud is coming to San Diego, and I'm going to be in New York that weekend. How messed up oh, is that? That is terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's devastating. Well, we we I, we were supposed to meet at AWP in Tampa, but it something happened, and we didn't get it together to meet. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I know. Well, so I got to meet Robert Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to meet you, so it's a bummer. Yeah. What? Well, someday, my friend. Someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'd like to make it out to California though. And do some stuff. Well, for sure. So, so tell me again. Sad laughter is laugh out loud funny because it's so true. But you know, going back to sincere mode here for a minute. How tell me how do you seriously survive this writing life? The writing life. Well, it, it's just well, surviving like real life is like bad enough. You know, <laughs> this is kind of an escape. From that, I look at it as like just a creative outlet. So in that way, but it doesn't like define me. I don't think. I try not to let it. I just, I just, it's just like a hobby. It's a, it's a consuming hobby, and I. But I look at it as more of escape from like actual life. You know, like I'm not. I don't make a like a living. Like I'm not. I don't like teach writing, or I'm not like that. So this is just kind of like a pure hobby that I just spent too much money and time on. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what else to do with myself. Well, that's probably much healthier approach than right. be your entire identity. Yeah, um, that takes the fun out of a lot of things. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm kind of going through that right now, just taking myself way too seriously, taking everything way Well, it too happens from time to time, no matter what you're doing. Like, yeah. It's not, it's the approach I want to take is more of, like, a fun approach, but sometimes I get really weighed down, especially when I'm, like, publishing other writers. Like, I feel it's like a, it becomes, like, a responsibility in, in some way, even though it's still fun. So, but for the most part, it's I think it's a positive thing that doesn't, like, add too much stress to my life. Yeah, well, that's that's good. How do you how do you feel and how do you cope when you have to deal with rejection as as a writer as a as a human? I don't mind rejection so like when I have when I have stuff rejected, some I'm kind of indifferent about it in a way. I mean, there's some things that like I like I, I set goals out like I wanted get this published here and that that rejection stings a little bit but it's not something i'll lose sleep over mm-hmm. um but for the most part like i sometimes just feel like even if i get a, a piece like accepted sometimes i'm just just as indifferent towards it because <laughs> i'm already on to the next thing mm-hmm. and not that i don't appreciate it or like i'm not like like happy about it it's just like it's not i, I feel like acceptance isn't like a big thing in art 
Like I feel that the making of the art and the creating of it is more important, and I think that's the most rewarding. So whether it's accepted or rejected, it really doesn't like. I don't. I don't blame the art. You know what I mean? It's it's all like subjective. Like this person, this group of people, just there was probably two people in the group that read it and liked it, and maybe three or four that like kind of thought there was a bit better pieces to put into their journal kind of thing. Like, like it's, I think it's all just taste and things like that. So I don't, I, my, I don't put that much like of it on this, the worth of my writing, if that makes sense. I know it's kind of a long winded answer. No, it totally makes sense. And it's, I mean, again, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you. And also maybe because I'm an egomaniac too, maybe like, uh, they they just don't get it. No one else again. Yeah. I, I, um, I think like you should make a living besides all the tons of money you're making in your writing life as a writer's therapist. Because seriously, you have like a really healthy point of view about all this stuff. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I still suffer from like same things other writers do, you know, like, you know, like. Uh, what is it like uh writer's block and all that stuff so like it's not like i have all the answers but i don't know i just like to keep things simple and like just try not to get too like frazzled about the whole thing it's like yeah. something I tend to do but i appreciate that maybe i should go into therapy yeah you should i mean i think everybody listening is gonna be uh tweeting you and dming you and and saying hey brian you obviously have this figured out, so... Yeah. yeah. I do get people sometimes, like, coming to me and, like, <laughs> For, and asking me about life advice and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? I, I doubt <laughs> it. I don't doubt it. Even though that. my life is kind of a, a big mess, it really is. Um, yeah. Not the picture of, of mental stability or financial stability or any kind of stability. Yeah, well, you're, you're in good company. That's true. Uh, That's why the writing community is important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all exactly. suffering together. Exactly. Yeah, and by the way, one of the you you posed some questions in sad laughter, and I wanted to share with you that I thought that the best question in the book was, "Has anyone ever had a pizza delivered to them during a poetry reading? And yeah. if not, how come?" That's, I mean, I know. That's yeah, that's stuff. that needs to ha- that should happen. I don't, that should happen more often. It really, just go to literary readings. It's just like a bunch of like stale cheese sometimes. Yeah. Like wine. I usually the I did a reading where I just had like lunchables and like boxed wine and like a a cooler of like really shitty beer. Nice. Yeah, but the pizza thing. Yeah, I don't understand why people don't have pizzas delivered. That'd be hilarious too. Just you know, I, there was yeah. someone reading their work and like a pizza was delivered to them. Yeah, I think uh, you're going to inspire uh, a rash of, of pizza deliveries. Sure, hope so. Yeah, no, it'd be great. Um, so speaking of food, I wanted to talk to you about the dedication, which is for those about to eat at a restaurant alone and pretend to read a book while actually thinking about personal shortcomings slash demons slash death, we salute you. Uh <laughs> I I love I love that. I wanted to talk to you about going out and eating alone. Mm-hmm. And do it alone. I, you do it a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm I, kind of a loner. Yeah, I am. I am too. And then I and then ironically, I bitch about feeling lonely. But oh yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's the, uh, that's the irony of it. Yeah, it is the irony of it. Sometimes I just feel like this sad, lonely, miserable old fuck, and sometimes I just genuinely don't care, and I'm just happy, and I'm eating my food, and I'm drinking my wine, and I'm just totally into my book. And how do you how do you feel? I mean, do you feel totally confident, or do you feel self conscious? Uh, not really. I I'm, I never feel confident because I have a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So like. Sometimes, like, I, I got, if I'm hungry, sometimes I won't even go out because I don't want to, like, go out by myself and eat somewhere by myself because I feel weird about it. And other times, I'm cool with it. So, like, I struggle with that. Where, like, so, yeah, I don't come, I don't just roll up to, like, uh, Applebee's with a book. Like, I own the place, you know what I mean? So, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to. But, yeah, I, it's just, you know, it's fine. It's, I, it's hard to read in public sometimes. Uh, why? So, which is why my sometimes your mind will wander into other things. Uh-huh. So I generally I'm only re- reading half the time. Like I, I I read a little bit when I go out to eat. Like I couldn't like just read the intently read a whole book because my mind wanna wander, especially when I'm in public. Cause I yeah, haven't... that's interesting. I mean, usually when I eat alone, you know, like I'll sit at a sit at a restaurant bar, and that feels like less sad but it's interesting too like i think it it matters what city you live in because if you're in portland or if you're in new york sitting and eating alone and reading a book is kind of more socially acceptable but in san diego it it, you know you don't see that very often and uh, yeah oh yeah people are totally on their phones which i do too i do that too i do too sometimes i'll I'll read like stories and stuff on my phone yeah I read. but yeah i get that so you almost feel like a pariah yeah it, and it's interesting too like as a as a woman it you know i think there are there are there are gender issues i think it's different for a man sitting alone at a bar versus a, a woman or at least like i i feel yeah. self-conscious and it's funny because um sometimes i just go out um you know, literally after a morning of writing and I'm fried and I have it showered and I'm in yoga pants and a baseball cap. And it's funny because like, you know, no makeup and nobody talks to me. And if I have on makeup and, you know, and I'm dressed a little better and I've actually showered, people talk to me and it's, it's weird. And I think it's, I don't know. I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, that is very weird. Yeah. Oh. It makes me, I don't know, it makes me self-conscious. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm self-conscious about strangers talking to me all, uh, when I'm out, too. <laughs> I don't, yeah. So, yeah, I, I prefer that. Yeah. Sometimes I just, you know, want to be alone. Yeah. So CCM published Sad Laughter, and... You're you're a fan of them. Have you published anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. Say, say that again. I'm sorry. Have, have they published any of your other work, or is this? No, this is the first one. This is actually, aside from like an audio book, this is like the first time I've had a book published that I didn't publish myself. Oh. So, yeah, because I usually I have my own press called House of Vlad Productions, mm-hmm. 
and that's pretty much where I've published all my stuff. And up to this point. So how did it feel? I mean, you know, working with a separate publisher, you had to relinquish a little bit control. I really, yeah, I really did. I was still pretty like in there though. Like I'm kind of a control freak at times. Like I like being hands on. Like we've gone, we went back and forth on the cover a few times and also in the editing process. But it was pretty, pretty painless though. They, they got a good crew there. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, do. They do. Yeah. I, well, how it came, I, I've known, I've known them online for a long time and I was a fan of the press before. They published a lot of great stuff like Julia Scoria and Robert also has a book with them. Right. Right. Yeah. And Noah Cicero, who I also published a book from. And, but I decided to submit stuff to their main line, which is like this uh, open call for manuscripts that they do every year. This is pretty, pretty much how they get their books that they publish. They go, they, they pick these books out of like a, uh, it's like a contest every day. Like someone gets eliminated. It's kind of weird. But anyways, I, I finally submitted to it in 2016. Uh, my book, Failure, Pride, and Sadness Face, was a runner-up. And Bud actually was the winner, and they published work. And uh-huh. I'm kind of I'm kind of competitive with Bud, so I'm like, next year I'm going <laughs> to win this thing. <laughs> so I submitted a poetry collection called Road Warrior Hawk, and it wasn't placing. And I, I got really kind of butthurt about it. And I... <laughs> So I just figured, all right, whatever. I guess they didn't like it. And then Michael messaged me, and, he, and we had talked about the sad laughter book for a, for like back and forth, like back. Like he knew I had uh, several different manuscripts of different things, and uh, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is the right book, but send me, submit the uh, the the writing book, and see, we'll see how that goes. So I submitted that instead, and that placed, and then it didn't win, but Michael wanted to publish it anyways. Michael and Janice and all them. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad they did. Um, and now, tell me, uh, we're running out of time here, so we're, I have oh. to wrap it up. But tell me, what is the release date? It uh, is October fourth. Okay, awesome. And where can where can people buy this book? Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. If you just Google it, you can find it there. Yeah, and I, I'd say it's the perfect gift for all of our sad-ass writer friends, right? Yeah, it makes a good little stocking stuff for <laughs> Yeah, that season's upon us. Well, listen, Brian Allen Ellis, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you. And thank you for writing Sad Laughter. It really is Laugh Out Loud Funny, which, you know, it's so sad, but that uh-huh. we relate to this stuff so deeply. But it's, it's a great, great book. Thank and you, Brian. Thank you,